You have tuned into a study of Paul's epistle to the Galatians, and we welcome you to this study. Today, we are teaching from chapter 5 of Galatians. Before we begin our study today, I want to tell you about a free book available to our listeners, Heaven's Password. It's a 46-page book that will help you to understand how to get salvation, not only how to get it for yourself, but also how to explain it to someone else. Listen to some of these chapter headings. The biblical meaning of the word believe. Righteousness by faith. The object of believe. The Jesus of the Bible. Biblical belief is exclusive. Repentance and confession. Forgiveness by belief. Write for your copy of Heaven's Password today. It's free. In our previous program last week, we closed with the subject of falling from grace. That's found in the beginning of Galatians chapter 5, where Paul wrote in verse 3, I testify again to every man who receives circumcision that he is bound to keep the whole law. You are severed or cut off from Christ. You who would be justified by the law, you have fallen away from grace. We explained last week that falling from grace is not living an evil life. It is instead trying to improve on what Christ has done for you. The Galatians had fallen from grace because they thought they could do something to improve their chances of salvation. Are you trying to become better than Christ made you when you believed? If you are, you may have fallen from grace. Let me say this. You will never be any more righteous in God's sight than you were at the moment of faith in Christ. Why so? Because at that moment of faith in Jesus Christ to save you for eternity, God imputed to you all the righteousness of Christ, not just a little bit of it, but he justified you, which means he declared you right in his sight forever. And we know from scriptures in the New Testament that the righteousness of Christ was put on your account, so that anyone who believes in Christ is not going to heaven, hoping that he will be accepted by God, He is going dressed in the righteousness which Christ alone possesses, but which is put on his account. When a person falls from grace, he is very much like an unbeliever who also seeks to be righteous by doing things. And in the Galatian case, they were trying to keep the law in order to be more righteous. But Keep in mind that God has a better way for his spirit-born people. It is walking by the Spirit. If God expected us to live by the law, he would have saved us by the law. God sent his Son not to put us under the law, but as it is written in Galatians 4.4, When the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his Son, born of a woman born under the law, and why? To redeem them that were under the law. 
If the law, which was only given to Israel, is so good for Christians as many people claim today, why did God send Christ to redeem them from under the law? Why didn't he leave them under the law? Didn't that help them? No, it did not. It condemned them. Keep in mind the word redeem means to purchase out of the marketplace and to set free. God sent Jesus Christ into the world to form a church, not of slaves, but of free people, because everyone who believes in him is set free. It's like Jesus said in John chapter 8, And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Now notice the pronoun in verse 5 of chapter 5. Here's the verse. For through the Spirit, by faith, we wait for the hope of righteousness. This is a deliberate contrast to the you in verse 4, where Paul said, You have fallen from grace. And then in verse 5, For through the Spirit, by faith, we wait for the hope of righteousness. He is telling the Galatians that they are trying to be righteous by law, but we, and that's in the emphatic position here, but we, by the Spirit, by faith, are waiting for the hope of righteousness. Now, believers already possess imputed righteousness, that is, righteousness which is put on our account by the grace of God, through faith, but here Paul reminds them of its final consummation. Righteousness in this verse, verse 5, is viewed as the object of Paul's hope, its future. I have been credited with righteousness by God as a result of faith in his Son, but I am also looking forward to the day when I will be with the one who is righteous and I will be like him, thanks to God's grace. Paul, unlike the Galatians, had a very different view of righteousness. He had a different kind of righteousness, as he expresses in his letter to the Philippian church. In chapter 3, verse 9, he wrote, And be found in him, that is, in Christ, not having a righteousness of my own based on law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God that depends on faith. Now I want to read from verse 6 on. We're in chapter 5 of Galatians. Paul writes, For in Christ Jesus neither circumcision nor uncircumcision is of any avail, but faith working through love. You were running well. Who hindered you from obeying the truth? This persuasion is not from him who calls you. A little leaven leavens the whole lump. I have confidence in the Lord that you will take no other view than mine, and he who is troubling you will bear his judgment, whoever he is. Now returning to verse 6. Paul talks about circumcision and uncircumcision. He said, if you are in Christ, that means united to Christ by faith, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision 
is of any value to you. What is of value? Well, he adds that in the last clause. Faith working through love. The point of contention in the Galatian churches was circumcision. Yet Paul dismisses it here by pointing out what does count with God. It's faith. Faith working by love. These are two great words of the New Testament. Can one have faith without love? Yes, he can. Paul points that out in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 2. He wrote, And if I have all faith, so as to remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. I notice in verse 6 that Paul did not write faith working by law. Love is what makes faith work. And when love is present, there is no need for law. Now in verse 7, Paul may intend here a metaphor of a foot race, for he tells the Galatians that they were running well, and then asks the question, Who hindered you from obeying the truth? This is a metaphor of the foot race, where a runner might be caused to break his stride and stumble as another runner cuts in front of him too quickly. Running here suggests service for Christ, whereas walking in the Bible refers to behavior. And you probably recall a number of references where Paul says, walk in the Spirit and walk in the light. That has to do with behavior. But now running here is serving Christ. And Paul considered himself like an athlete. He was running so he could win the prize. The prize of the high calling. He wanted to win the trophy for Jesus Christ. If you have not run in track meets, perhaps this metaphor in verse 7 might be unfamiliar to you, but I have been in track meets, if you'll pardon the personal illustration. I have been in meets where runners passing me, and they often did, by the way, would cut into my lane without having a full stride ahead of me. And that, of course, would cause me to shorten my stride, and it could cause a runner to lose a race. And I think that's what Paul is saying here. But he wants them to think, Who did this to you? Who hindered you from obeying the truth? Now, what does this have to do with truth? Well, they were walking in the grace of God. They had believed the gospel, which is the grace message of how God saves men through Jesus Christ without any merit on their own part. Now, the Judaizers have come along with the law, and they have persuaded the Galatians to consider being circumcised and to keep the laws of the Old Testament. That's what Paul is referring to here when he said, who hindered you from obeying the truth? Yes, the truth. Because the grace message is the truth. And whenever anyone brings the law in and tries to impose it upon a Christian, he is trying to get him away from the truth. Now, the law was given, and it was, it was given by God, and it was good, and it was holy, and it was righteous. What's the problem then? problem is that man is not holy, and he is not good, and he is not righteous. 
It's the weakness of the flesh. And therefore, that brings condemnation. Because God's law is so holy, it will condemn everybody who doesn't keep it perfectly. And that is the problem. Now we go to verse 8, and Paul talks about a persuasion. He said, this persuasion is not from him who calls you. Which persuasion? Here he is referring to the need for a Christian to keep something written in the law of Moses, as those Jewish teachers were insisting that they do. Although the law is God's word, it was not given to Christians. And it was given to Israel, but only for a limited time, 1400 years, or as the New Testament tells us, only until Christ came. Someone is misusing scripture, Paul is saying, but it's not God. God called these Galatian believers by the gospel, not by law. In closing today, may I say I appreciate the comments from listeners concerning this study in Galatians. You may want to get all of these studies on cassette tapes. There are 12 tapes in an album. It is one of many teaching tape albums that we have on the New Testament. Write today for information about our teaching tapes. We'll send you a brochure that describes them and the cost of them. Send your letter to the Radio Bible Course. Until tomorrow, this is Nick Calavota reminding you that the word gospel means good news. Our address is Radio Bible Courses, Post Office Box 14916, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, 70898. The website is rbcword.org.